Storytelling. Moments in time. The things we don't want to forget. Details that are etched in our souls are every day. Teaching. Artists who want to share their passion for telling the stories of their lives so you can better tell the stories of yours. Sharing. A space and place to share your work, be inspired, motivated, supported, and learn from one another. Community. A group for photographers run by photographers. We welcome you to this community. Welcome to Hello Storyteller Podcasts. I'm Megan Boggs, a natural light, lifestyle, outside the box, and motive photographer, and mom of two sweet girls based out of Tulare, California. And I'm Melissa Ortendahl, a natural light, lifestyle, and documentary photographer based in central Massachusetts. Be the first to know about all of our upcoming educational opportunities, blogs, podcasts, mini lesson tutorials, and more. Make sure to check out our website at www.hellostoryteller.com and sign up for our mailing list to receive all the exciting new updates. Last year at Instance Fire, and now here in California. In California. Well, if I can't handle this weather, it's Meg's in a sweatshirt, and I'm in a tank top. I'm like, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because did you did, were you aware that this is the um, it's California's polar vortex? Yeah, it's freezing. Like we have it's sixty. Well, of rain. It's but sixty. It's, but it's cold. It's sixty. It's not cold. No, sixty here is cold. You ask any other Californian, and it's like, y'all are wimps. Wimps. I've been teasing Meg. I, I will be first to acknowledge and admit that I am the biggest baby about cold weather ever, but that's because yeah. I'm a California girl. What, what can you expect from me? You can only ever come visit me in New England in, like, July. Which is when I'm coming! Oh Meg is coming out in July, and she's we're going to be shooting a wedding together. Which I'm so excited about. That's gonna be crazy. I can't even. I can't even. I'm so excited about it. So excited. So since we're together, we thought that we would hop on here live and do a little live like podcast chat. So we're recording this for the podcast, <laughs> and we're live, and we're trying really hard not to be um, awkward, or awkward weird. or weird about the fact that we're I'm live right things. now. And I can see like everyone that's popping in right now, and it's stressing me out. Yeah, but that's fine. It'll and be it's fine. All far away, so I can't like see who's doing it, but we yeah. will a little bit. That's good, yeah. So if you have questions, please ask, and I'll try to go back. Yeah, and... we'll go back and look, and we'll look through, and we'll yeah. answer. Yeah. So what we wanted to kind of chat about today was, so what we wanted to chat about um, having your, like, finding your photography tribe, like, finding your people. Because I don't know if any of you out there have ever, like, been on family vacation. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Hold on. <laughs> hang on. Hang on. Sorry, okay, Gary. sorry. We got a phone call. Um... If any of you have ever been, like, on a family vacation and you're driving somewhere and you're like, oh, that's so cool. I want to pull over and take a picture. And, like, your partner's like, what? We're not pulling the car over. Or your kids are like, I don't want, I want to get out of the car. Or like, they'll, like, appease you. Like, okay, but they really don't want to do it and they're just doing it to make you happy. But it doesn't really fulfill you because they're not happy about it. And they're, like, tapping their watch being like, can we wrap this up? Like, you know, can we move this along? So... Um, I flew into LA on Thursday and Meg came to pick me up in Long Beach and we were driving down to Dana Point and I said to Meg, I said, let's not take the highway. Let's, let's drive along the coast. Can we drive along the coast? And And let me tell you, that's like the most brilliant idea ever because if you've ever been to LA (laughs) and you sit on the 405 in traffic is horrendous. So I thought this was brilliant. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and anytime I can get a coastal drive, I'm like, let's do it. I don't care if it takes three times as long. <laughs> Let me do it. At least you have a pretty view doing it. That's true. Bumper. Yeah. And my husband and I had traveled to San Francisco. We traveled to San Francisco like every couple of years and we had rented a car on our first trip and had driven down the Pacific coast highway a little bit, like, um, not quite to Monterey from San Francisco. So I was like, let's do it. I want to get more of the Pacific coast highway <laughs> in. So we did. And it was just great because when we were driving down, we were like, ooh, let's pull off here. And so we were like, pull off to Huntington Beach and like take a stroll on the beach with our shoes off and like run in the water, which I have to also say, 
your water here, even in the wintertime, is warmer than the warmest water we have in Massachusetts. I just want to put that out there. I could have been swimming. The pool here at the hotel is colder than the ocean was. So I just want to point that out. Yeah, but you only got, like, the little part that came up on the shore. You're not, like, deep in the ocean. It's still, still, I guarantee you, if I checked water temperatures right now, I guarantee you it would be warmer than Massachusetts. Meanwhile, I was screaming like a little girl, because it's cold. It's not cold. But, um... (laughs) So we pulled off to Huntington Beach and, like, just took a walk on the beach and, like, took pictures and no one was complaining and no one was whining and no one was like, can we hurry up and get where we're going? We were like, no, we're just going to take a stroll. And then we were driving down and Meg, I didn't even see it, and Meg was like, there was this cute little candy shop. So if you look at my most recent post on Instagram, you'll see us, like, sitting in front of it. So she literally, like, pulled a (laughs) U-turn. I was like, oh, that's cute. And I was like, we're going. I flipped <laughs> Turn the, the car around. And we parked right in front of the candy shop. And then we, so then we're like, let's take a self-portrait in front of the candy shop. So like legitimately our cameras are on top of Meg's car. <laughs> and then we felt obligated to go in and like buy something, which we did. I had an amazing ice cream cone, which was it delicious. It was the cutest store. I posted it in my stories uh, a couple days ago, but... Um, it was like unicorn heaven and rainbows and candy and ice cream. I'm totally like, not my vibe at all. Oh, totally my vibe. But for sure. brilliant. And then, so we're standing there like taking pictures and we look to our right and there's this huge wall that says, it's have, have, have fun. fun. And we were like, well, we're going over there next. Uh, yeah. You can't miss that opportunity. <laughs> so we hopped right on over to the other wall and like stood in front of it and took a million pictures and, um... And it's just been so, like, it's just so great. I feel like, especially if photography for you is, you know, something that, even if it's not, like, what you do for business, but it just, like, feeds your soul. Like, you know, I'm sure, I am positive at some point all of you have seen something, pulled over, wanted to pull over, like, grabbed a random weird shot from someplace, and just, like, because, just because it moved you or it spoke to you. And I know for me, like, I've taken other trips places on my own. Like, I went to Denver a couple of years ago, and I was there for a different type of conference. And I had never been to Denver before. So I was like, I want to go and drive around. And so I rented a car. I had, like, six hours. And I just drove through Rocky Mountain National Park. And if you've ever been through Rocky Mountain National Park, you know there's not a lot of super safe places to pull off on the side of the road. But I would tuck that car in as much as I could that I'd run across the thing. And it was like, it was raining a little bit. And rainbows were just popping up, like, all over the place. Oh so I'm on, like, the curve of this mountain, like, on a guardrail, hoping that no, no Mack truck is going to pass by me. Like, it's raining in this plot, but it's snowing up here. Um, and I was by myself and it was so great to just like have that freedom to just like pull over whenever I wanted to, or whenever it moved me and like not have to worry about anybody else. And like that for me, like even if there was nothing else that we were doing this weekend, like just the fact that our minds think the same way and we're like, yes, let's do that. Like, yes, let's do that. And there's been no no's this entire weekend, which has been It's a yes weekend for us. It's a yes weekend. (laughs) And I'm a yes girl most of the time. So yeah. It's been so much fun. So it's just been awesome to be able to just have somebody that speaks your language. You know, I feel like there is value to coming together as a group of photographers, whether it's through a formal conference or it's an informal, like, get-together. Just because I remember the first time that I went to, like, a photography conference, I knew no one. Like, legitimately knew no one. I kind of, sort of, a little bit knew Meredith. (laughs) Go Meredith Minor. Um, just a tiny bit. And I clung to her like <laughs> I was lost at sea. But like just to be able to sit down at lunch and have a conversation where I felt like somebody else understood what I was saying and was interested in conversation. I mean, my husband is great, but he can only like tolerate photography talk they don't for under- so long. They don't understand. They, they, you know, you show them, picture, oh, that's nice. Good job. Way to go. But they don't understand the passion that you have with your photography or the passion you see when you see beautiful light or, mm-hmm. you know, composition or, you know, that tiny little flower patch that you can turn into a masterpiece. They don't see any of that. They don't feel any of that. So when you're with somebody that sees that and that feels that and just completely speaks your photography love language. I mean, <laughs> it's just, it's magical because they just get you and you don't even have to say anything. You can just look at each other and be like, yep, got it. 
Yep, like we were on the beach and like we're each taking pictures of different things. We're taking pictures of the same things and like taking pictures of each other. Like there was just no, <laughs> like there was no conversation that had to happen. It was just like, yes, we're gonna, this is good light. This is a good viewpoint. This is a good perspective. We're just gonna like work around each other. Um, and it's just so, I just find it so energizing and like just so like filling up my cup to be around other people that view the world in a similar way or, or not even that our perspectives or our, our skill sets have to be the same, but that just the love of creating art, um, is just so fulfilling for me, especially coming off like a really busy fall season and being in a, you know, in a quiet season right now, which is great. Like I'm glad to have the break. Um, but it's a way for me to like recharge and re-energize and you get to do that when you're talking online or like, you know, when we're podcasting or whatever, but it's just different different. about being in person and experiencing that with someone else and someone that you trust or know, or, you know, like, and who's like willing to put up with your crazy ideas. Yeah. And (laughs) And and, but they're not crazy. Right. We just understand each other. Or even if they are a little bit crazy, you're like, all right. I mean, we'll give it anything a shot once, basically. Uh, I think we have a visitor. Hold on. Hang on. <laughs> yes. Hello. We have a guest visitor with us today. House. Come on over, girl. Okay. Hop okay. in. Grab a spot. We're having a photographer love this. Oh, yeah. Live? It's oh, on live. live on Instagram. Oh, yeah. how exciting. <laughs> so we have Cammy. We have Cammy Turpin. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> where did you want me to sit? Right there. Just right here. Right here. That's Dang perfect. It. Right there. <laughs> you can hop on the floor. Oh, yeah. Here. I went on several elevator rides. Oh, no. I found this room. Oh, I don't know why it's so hard. <laughs> it's a wild journey. <laughs> So this is a hybrid session because Meg and I were going to chat, but we were also going to chat with Cammie too because we wanted to talk to Cammie about film because, so I will, I will be 100% honest and say that I have been like traveling behind Cammie and Stephanie Bryan the entire time I've been here being like, what do I do with my settings too? What kind of, how should I shoot this? Where do I go? What do I do? I hear you. And Cammie pretends like she has no idea. <laughs> She's like, thank God Stephanie's here. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I have some idea, but it is nice to be able to follow Stephanie around. Yeah. So, Cammy, I want, I know, I'm so excited about this. Um, I want to talk with you a little bit about your like film journey because it just, it just started. It just started. It was very fast. Like last year. Okay. So here's the super annoying thing about Cammy, right? So, we met last year at Insta Inspire. I literally never didn't know who she was or anything. And do you remember at the dinner what you yes, said to me? No. Oh, I said you look like someone famous. And, <laughs> and she's like, like oh, it's just you. <laughs> it's just you. I watch your stories. And I was like, oh, okay. Perfect. Like, you are famous. I'm not famous <laughs> I like at someone, all. I've seen your face a lot. Yeah, you look really familiar. Oh, wait. It was just it's you. It was just you. Yeah. Um, so were you like, in Stephanie's class last year? No, no, you I weren't, had right? No idea or interest in film whatsoever. It was at her. Um, she actually she was speaking at that panel, right? Yes, and she was actually, so charismatic and like passionate yes. about film. I it turned me into film too. I, I know. think the entire room was like, oh, we're, like okay, we're all, we're all doing film. film. <laughs> and she did actually. Um, I knew her already. Just right before the conference, she shot my family on film. Oh, I didn't know that. So, yeah, oh. she had asked local families. Um, oh, that's right, at the Salt Flats. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Salt Flats. Okay. So I trekked my family and we stayed in Wendover for the <laughs> night because I didn't want to drive an hour and a half home and then they just dropped me off at the conference on the way home. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So I got my whole family out there to Salt, Place, Salt Flats. We'd never had been anyway. And oh, wow. Two people. Yeah. Um, we had never been because there's no excuse to go there. There's no reason to go there. <laughs> It's in the middle of nowhere. It's in the middle of nowhere. And so unless we're driving home from California and then we stop there in the middle of the night and say, I bet this is pretty. (laughs) (laughs) When it's pitch black outside. Yeah. So we didn't. Anyway, so we did those pictures with Stephanie and then I kind of had talked to her a few times, but it was the panel. It was the Q&A where she just was so passionate about film that everyone kind of got excited and thought, oh, I should try that. But it still wasn't that. I still was like, yeah, I'm not going to buy a camera. I'm not going to try film. I just, I am definitely a digital shooter. And then. Um, when you, I think one of you were saying, let's do this summer on film. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I don't know who started that, but I know you were involved and I was like, so <laughs> I definitely said like, I might as well give it a try. So, but I, so here's the yeah. annoying thing about it, right? Okay. 
So Cammie's all like, I have no idea what I'm doing. These are going to be horrible. These are going to be awful. And then she shoots one roll of film and she posts it. And I was like, what? How is that possible? See, that's not as much me as his film. I think film is magical. No, well, okay. Yes, I do agree with that. However, you... Well, then I must have a special skill set. No, I still do. I still mess it <laughs> Me up. Me too. Don't worry. <laughs> because, so she posts these pictures. It was like, they were in like a tree house or like a, like a swing set or something. Oh, that with the, the watermelon one. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so well, she played my third role. Okay, well, <laughs> all right. So she posts these pictures and I'll, and I literally was in my head, I was like, oh, I, what? I am so, oh, I want <laughs> to be so mad at her. <laughs> Like, how did she do this so well to begin with? And then I was like, no, I really need to just start asking her a crap ton of questions. Yeah, you can't. I and I do. To tell anyone. All the time. The, the thing about film shooters, I mean, even more than photographers, because I know we all love to talk, talk, talk about photography, but film is especially like, we can talk about film. Stephanie and I got on my computer today and talked about film stocks. For a good half an hour straight. Oh my gosh. So they like, but look, this one looks better under exposed when you underexpose. This one looks fine, but this one like that hair turns green. I mean, we went on and on. Anyway, so film is especially fun to talk about. I will talk about it. And I feel like it doesn't matter how many times I ask the same question, I cannot retain the information in my brain. So yeah. I'm constantly like, ooh, wait, what do I do with this? I can't yeah. tell you how many times I've messaged Candy, be like, so when you use this film stock, what, do you underexpose or overexpose? Like, how am I supposed to be doing this? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it just takes a while to figure out. And they say to, like, shoot one film stock for, like, ten rolls, like, for a long time until you know it and you know okay. you like it. Yeah. And I never have done that. So that was a funny thing, right? So I shot film at Instant Inspire last year. Um, and, but, like, zero, zero clue of what I was doing. And shot with Rachel Nielsen at, um, oh, what was the place called? Antelope Island. Antelope oh, yeah, yeah. And was like, uh, and then I, so then the next day I took Stephanie's class and I was like, well, that role is a complete loss because <laughs> I wasn't doing anything correctly <laughs> at all. Basically I'm just going to chop, like chuck it. There's no, I can't imagine one thing came out of it and then glued myself to Stephanie's side during her, her shoot along, which is like, what do I do now? What do I do now? What do I do now? Um, and it's, it's hard to mess it up when you have someone being like, your settings should be this. Exactly. <laughs> like every time she like light metered, I was like, what do I have to change it to? Um, so then I went home and I shot more rolls and then Meg was like overnighting her film and she's like, have you sent your rolls to me? I was like, no, I don't want to send them she in. She was nervous. I was like, they're going to, the people at the fine lab are going to laugh when they get see these. It's so scary. Well, just filling out the sheet alone. I was like, I have no idea how it's it so even fill out this form. I was like, I don't know what don't any know what of I'm this doing. means. In my class, yeah. I actually go through the form. <gasps> okay. so, Perfect. Speaking of which, yes, Cammie does have a class coming out uh, in March, March 4th, I yes. believe, yep. um, yes. on Hello Storyteller Academy about it's about, it's about getting to the heart of the moment and telling the story no matter what format you're on, but it does especially talk about how film helped me realize I don't have to shoot a thousand frames yeah. to get one. It's, I mean, speaking of that watermelon on the treehouse shoot, I yeah, did yeah. that on digital and film. Right, I remember that. It was an experiment to see, and I had the exact same number of keepers in my digital as I did in my film. But you probably and shot a lot more digital. I shot 16 frames. On digital, and I shot 350. I mean, sorry, backwards. Yeah, I was 16, like, well, 16 I was on like, film. Well, that's a lot of money right there. 16 frames on film and 350 on digital, and I had nine keepers from each. Wow. They looked the same to me. They did not, one did not look more magical than the other, and I purposely edited my digital files first so that I wouldn't be swayed by what the film looked like. Mm. And they, and most people could not even tell the difference. They yeah. were super similar. They were very similar. Yeah. And that was, again, when I didn't know I, what I was doing, really. I remember you doing, and I remember you talking about, like, the number of digital images you took versus the number of film. And I had the same experience, not so much with Stephanie's, because I did bring my digital camera on her shoot-along, just because I figured if none of these film ones come out, I want something of Emily Hampson's family. Um, but I shot a lot less digital on that and shot, like, I think two or three rolls of film during that Those came long. out amazing. They were great. I think that was the peak the peak of my and wasn't that <laughs> film session, skill. <laughs> wasn't that session during full sun? Or yeah. pretty close to it? I um, remember. It was like early, like mid-afternoon. It wasn't quite golden hour, but it was in a really interesting setting. Like, so we shot in like an urban setting, right. which I've never actually shot in before. So there was a lot going on in that, that 
and one of the things that I, I know I love about film is just how more intentional I am when I'm shooting film versus mm-hmm. shooting digital because every time you snap that yeah, button, right. you're so, spending money. Yeah. Right. So that's the class is called the moment of truth because it's kind of a play on that. Like every time you push a shutter, it's like, this is, this is the shot. You are going to pay for the shot. Right. Whether or not it turns <laughs> out. Whether or not it turns out. This is going to be seen by the film lab people, you know. So the moment, it's called the moment of truth. It's called the moment of truth because not just, you know, every time you push that shutter, it's like, this is recorded. This is, this isn't something you just throw away mindlessly like it is on digital. You can't even erase it right then like you kind of can on digital. Um, But also because I want to get to that moment, the real truth of the moment. So it's kind of a play on that. But the idea is that, yes, when you look through the the, um, lens of a film camera, you are like, what do I really want to say? What do I, I'm waiting for the minute. Yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for the moment. I'm not going to just shoot off a couple frames and then look at it and say, oh, I don't like that composition. You think about every single part of it. So whether you're shooting digital or film, that's kind of where I've gotten to by shooting so much film is saying in my digital, don't just shoot, think, think, and, and what are you trying to say? And where's the moment? And, um, but it also gives you some tips for getting started on film, of course. And do you find that you shoot digital differently? I mean, how much do you shoot digital now? I shoot digital quite a bit still because I do the school portraits. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And there's no way I'm doing school portraits on film. Yeah. It would be insane. I had, I think, 20,000, 20,000 images. Oh my gosh. At my my last school. So, um, and then you have to, you know, cull that down. Yeah. I think, oh no, it must've been more than that because I think it ended up being 10,000 images on on shoot proof like that's how many images wow. I actually from goodness my gracious but from the schools that I did before film to the schools I did after it's amazing how I would take 50 shots of one kid or maybe not 50 but a lot um and then now I just know exactly I I probably only throw away um maybe five shots of each kid now after I've shot them instead of throwing away 30 yeah um so I'm getting exactly what I want I'm waiting for the shot that I want. Um, and those are just portraits, but they're still very personality driven. And so sure. anyway, so I still do that. And I still, for loops, it's, you know, it's just you can't, easy. You can't do so a much. loop with film. It's hard, yes, but you're doing a 365 on film. I am. I don't post them on time, obviously. Right. Well, yes, I mean? there's yeah. always a delay. So I'm still waiting for the rest of January right now Yeah. for my 365. But yes, that one, I'm really trying to do literally one frame a day, but I'm impatient. <laughs> And I want to not have an entire role in my film camera. That's really hard. And that's another thing about film is like being patient to Mm. one, finish the role. And then you have to be patient for like a week to even get anything back because, you know, you have to send it and then you have to wait several days Mm. until they send you the scans back. And it's just like every day you're like, on your toes, just waiting for the email to come in. Like Christmas. Like scan days here. It's the most exciting day. I will drop all things. And I forgot to pick up my daughter from piano the other day. (laughs) (laughs) It was scan day. (laughs) It was scan day. I'm looking at pictures of her and forgetting where she is. But um, yes, that the patience I think is there's patience in every single part of the process. Mm -hmm. Because first of all, when most of the processing, so one common misconception about film, I think, is that you don't get to decide what it looks like. Right. Like, I was said, oh, I just finally figured out my style on digital. I kind of have gone toward more contrasty, moody. And how am I going to get that with film? Every film shot I saw was light and airy. Yeah. But you actually do have all that control. You can make moody images. You just have to know exactly how to do it before you even load your camera. So, yeah. So I, from the film stock that I use to how I rate it to how I'm going to, if I'm going to push it in development or how they're going to scan it, like every single thing you have to decide before you start. So it's, that already is patience because you can't just run out. If I see a sunset, I can't just be like, go, 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 go and take a picture. It's a lot of forethought and yes, planning. Yes, you have to and... really think, or, and, and I still do that with the sunset, but then I have to say, what film stock do I have? And right, like what do I have in here? And what have I, what do I rate it at before? That's the piece that I find, like not so much during the summer because I think similarly to you, like you're at the 365, I was shooting, you know, a couple of frames every day, like not a ton, mm-hmm. but like I loaded a, uh, portrait of 400 into my my personal film camera and i shot like all but three exposures during like like christmas eve like during a snowstorm in my front yard and then i had to finish them here in california so god only knows what they're gonna look like um 
but yeah, sometimes I forget like, oh, what did I put in here and right. what I, what did I rate it at and I what did I shoot put, at? I put a label. Like I a saw that. Label, yes, on the back, and then I write on it what I did because you do forget. Even if you set, you know, the in-camera ISO and things like that, you just forget what you're doing or what you were planning on doing. Or why you were using that particular stock. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, you do have to kind of, and that's that's one thing, you have to do the whole roll kind of the same way, which is why I now have, like, five film cameras, because... <laughs> right. Just, you gotta have some variety. Well, yeah, because if you put, you know, Portra in one and Ektar in the other, like, it's gonna be completely different, completely different. Yeah. look. So and It is nice that film cameras themselves are pretty inexpensive, unless you get a super nice one. You can get a Rebel for 40 bucks, and... I got an Elan for a hundred and relatively speaking, that's cheap. And I yeah. already had the lenses that fit on them. Right. So I can have a few bodies and then just throw whatever film I want in them. And so that if I see a rainbow outside, then I can say, Oh, that's for Ektar. Right. Luckily I have some loaded and then I run out there, but I'm not going to do a lot of Ektar inside probably. So, yeah. So to circle back to the beginning part of this conversation. So Cami, it was just a year ago that she started shooting film, and then was not even a year. Not even a year. April. It was annoyingly yeah. good at it very quickly. She's a natural, and um, and so, but now like you're doing almost all your client work. I am the client. On film. I feel like this is where this is where film has literally saved my life. I do not know what I would have done during busy season, um, especially since I do schools during that exact time when I'm doing family portraits, if I had had to spend hours and hours editing those family sessions that I did. It would have been insane, and I wouldn't be able to do it all. Um, So just the fact that I can get a, a client gallery from the minute I get my scans to the minute I am putting them on shoot proof is 30 minutes sometimes, you know, yeah. and, and that's up, you know, 80, 80 to hundred pictures. So there's just the, the, the end processing is just so much easier. And also I, I really do feel like, in fact, I was thinking that today as I was shooting some film, I feel like when you take the shot and you think, I don't think I got that. Is it worth taking again? And then you decide whether or not, but then I just put it out of my mind. Like I didn't get it. It's fine. There'll be another moment. Right. Whereas if I was shooting digital, I'd say, no, I'm going to try to get this. And I'll look on the back of my camera and say, yeah, I didn't get it. No, we're trying again until we get it. And then I feel like the authenticity of that moment that I was trying to capture was lost. It's gone, yeah. So what I get on film is just higher quality because it was, that was the moment. That was it. And then we moved on to something else. I didn't take 20 frames of that trying to recreate something that I missed. It's just, there's another, there's another moment coming. And it's so much about, I think, anticipation yes. and being ready, yes. especially, and I, I mean, I've only ever shot my own children on film. Um, I have brought my film camera to many family sessions and just totally forgot because I got so like Rapid. engrossed in what I was doing. I just forgot to take it out. So I'm trying to be more intentional about that. Um, like in, in the spring when I've got more sessions kind of lined up, but there is this idea of like anticipating mm-hmm. the moment, um, and it was interesting because I was in um, a, a talk yesterday with Chloe Ramirez, and I think this concept applies. I think it's a great concept for photography in general, but I think specifically for film too, is you know that you are, you know, wh- however you run your session. If you're a lifestyle photographer, you know you're directing, right? You're giving them an action, and then you're being patient to let that play through. Right. Right. So if you say to them, Hey, I want you to hold hands and run toward me. Right. There's a process that they're going to do that. And then what's going to be coming next. Right. You know, at some point those kids are going to laugh. Right. You know, at some point their hair is going to be flying like you. And so it's not just capturing like the immediateness, like right after you've given the direction, but allowing that whole moment to kind of come through and wait till the end. And Mm -hmm. I think that's how I, when I'm shooting film, that's what I'm doing, you know, and I don't ever direct my kids because they don't follow directions. And so I can't do it that way. Documentary for, for yeah, absolutely. But even in that documentary mode, I'm still, I, I'm still watching how they're interacting. Right. And you know, your kids the best. So I know what's gonna, you know, if my son's talking about, you know, poop or whatever, like that it's going to elicit a response from his right. brothers. Right. So I'm waiting right. for, you know, once I hear him, the conversation, I'm then ready and waiting for the laughs to come in, right? Because I know that's going to be happening next. Right. And I think that's another thing with film is that, you know, with digital, I can say, I'll just shoot through the entire moment. Right. Um, and get all of the parts of that. And then I have to 
I have to cull and figure out which ones you like the best for 20 minutes of that. Yeah. yeah. So, so on film, um, yeah, you think through the entire story. How is this all going to play out and which parts of it do I want to capture? So it really is you, before you even get out there, you have to think through all of that. It's just a lot of preparation. I, I like to say that all the processing happens before you, before you load your camera, yeah. you have to know all of the thing, all of the things that are going to happen, but especially those stories, like exactly what you're saying, anticipate what part of the story, do you want the end of the story? Do you want the middle? What are you trying to capture here? So, so yeah. now practicing with film for almost a year, do you feel like you get that shot in film in your film camera that you have envisioned? Prior to shooting it? Um, sometimes I feel like I don't. Okay. So one thing is that you also have to let go. And this applies to digital as well. If I have exactly what I want in my mind, mm-hmm. and then I go out there and I don't get it, that's when I start getting frustrated. Yeah. And um, film has helped because I say, this isn't worth wasting a shot on. Whereas mm-hmm. with digital, I'll shoot it and shoot it and shoot it and then try to fix it somehow on my computer. And on film, I'm just like, oh... What I was going to do is not working. Let's try something else. And then I just watch what's happening. And instead, you know, so... And then you just tell the story. Right. So even though I'm saying you have to, like, figure everything out before you go out and shoot, at the same time, you have to be ready to just throw all of that away because it's not working. Right. Maybe just the light isn't working. Or maybe it just isn't looking the same as you thought through your camera. But I don't shoot through those moments anymore. I actually stop and say, no, this isn't. This isn't for film. That's good, though. That's a really good technique and lesson to learn because Mm -hmm. with digital, you have the luxury of shooting and shooting and shooting. Like, I do a lot of movement in my photography, and so I have that shutter going, and Mm -hmm. I'll get 60 shots of my girls swirling to get one of what I have envisioned in that moment. But I bet you kept... 15 of them. Of course I did. Yeah. I do the same thing. I'm, I'm doing 12 frames per second on my digital while my girls twirl. And now I'm out of space on my computer. Yes, yes. I have hard drives on the outside. Oh, bye. <laughs> so I'm always curious, like, are these clients that you're doing film, are these clients that you've worked with previously that you did digital? Like, how did that conversation yeah. go? Are they different clients? I actually, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever had a repeat, repeat client. Like ever? Ever. Okay. Because I recently jacked my prices up to about four times. Good for you. Yeah. (laughs) So my clients at $150 are not going to, are not hiring me at $150. Right, right. Sure. Yeah. So, um, so I'm, I'm shooting all new clients. So when they do an inquiry, I don't usually focus on the film at first, but then as we're talking before they sign the contract, I say, I like to do most of my sessions on film, but I'm letting you know, you know, so you might be confused about the kind of cameras I'm using or whatever, but I'm just letting you know, you'll still get JPEGs and they're, they print beautifully. And I just kind of praise film a lot, but I said, it won't change your session at all. Do you, so right now, are you still doing both? Do you do some digital and mostly film or do you just do all film? So I have done several sessions, just film Mm. and, um, the one, I, I heard that someone else does this and I can't remember who it was, but they said they get the money shot on digital just so they know they've got it. Yeah. Um, so I bring my digital camera and if it's the Christmas card shot. Right. Everyone's looking. They, and, yeah, they yeah. really want it. I will take out my camera and take 10 to 20 frames of that just in case I need to do head swaps and whatever. And then I just call those digital backups. Um, mm. I'll even sometimes, if I've got it close to me, I'll do some of the portraits and things like that that I think might be framed. So um, I still will always deliver the, the the film version of that shot if it's good. And if it's not, then I've got those backups. But yeah. I don't do the entire session. So money shots, just back it up on digital so you know, you, you know you've got it. And then that takes the pressure off with the film and you can yeah. just play. And you can do the details and you can do the fun stuff. And do you, so you're probably constantly remetering depending on. It's not as much as you actually really believe. Yeah. So usually you stay kind of in the same light. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. For a while. So every time we change positions, you'll remeter. I'll remeter or I'll say, oh, we just turned around. So I'm just going to, um, you know, now we're backlighting. So I'm going to overexpose. And so it's pretty easy to kind of just say, oh, I just need to push it this way. Oh, they turned around. I'll push it this way. And you just switch you know, one stop here and there. Yeah. Um, but I will meter, I will meter every few minutes or every, you know, maybe every 10 minutes in a session just to make sure I'm in the right, I'm doing the right thing. Or especially if I'm just like, Oh, I don't know if I wasn't sure about that one. I'll tell you the, the time that I meter the most is when I don't like 
what the meter is telling me. <laughs> it tells me it wants a shutter speed of one thirtieth, and I'm like, no, yeah, no, you didn't say that. I'm gonna try again till I get one sixtieth, and that sounds horribly slow to a digital shooter, but it's totally normal for film. Film, yeah. So, anywho, that's why that's when I meter a lot when the light is tricky. But if it's not tricky, you don't have to do it very often. That's true. And that's when I do kind of watch Stephanie when she's shooting. I kind of go, how often is she metering? Mm-hmm. Like. She doesn't very often. Well, and it was interesting, too, because, like, on the shoot-along with her, you know, she'd be, like, shouting out her settings at us, but then at some point I got distracted and I wasn't paying attention anymore to what she was saying, and then I caught up and I was like, wait, crap, what am I supposed to be at? And I wasn't there at all, but I feel like there's a lot more room. There is. It's funny yeah. because you think, I think initially you hear film, right, and especially if you've never shot film and you think, oh, my gosh, it's so particular and, like, you have to get it technical. right. Like, it's so technical. But there's actually, I think, a lot more forgiveness. It really is so forgiving. <laughs> like, in film than... Because you can manipulate digital a lot if you're shooting in raw, right? But I do think that that kind of sort of makes you lazy. Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, I'm not going to make sure this is completely exposed correctly. Because I'm shooting in raw and I can fix a lot of it in post. Like, I know what my camera can do. But I feel like with film, there's a lot more forgiveness in terms of, like, exposure mm-hmm. than I ever thought there was right. and thank god because and, yeah and certain film stocks do better than others with that and so if you know that you're um you're going to be in tricky lighting situations where you're not always going to have the same exposures then you use those film stocks right you know? and then they're just it really is just so nice to say oh for sure this one's going to be a loss and then you get it back and you're like oh there it is it's okay and especially if you're erring on the side of overexposure which we'd all love to do but we never have enough light so <laughs> right well and that's the funny thing so i Finally sent my scans in from my, my thing out with Rachel. And I was like, are you going to do it quick? I'm like, nope. I want them to take, I don't want the feedback right back right away. Like, oh, no, I, was I like, like overnighted that stuff. I'm like, nope, nope, I'm fine no with five days. I'm good. Um, and of course, you know, I, with, um, with Fine Lab and I think other labs too, you can get like feedback on them. And so I'm, I remember I was in the preschool pickup line and I get my email notification that my film scans are ready and I'm like sweating in my car <laughs> and, and I'm like, read, like I'm, I'm just skimming through the comments to be like, okay, uh, like what are they telling me? And I see it cause they'll like point out like certain pictures sometimes. And mm-hmm. so they're like, wow, these from, you know, this role or whatever, like that's, a, that, those are amazing. And I was like, there's at least one shot in these like five rolls I sent them that are great. And it was 1000% a happy accident because I was not metering. I had no clue what I was doing, but they, I end up with this like amazing, like backlit silhouette of like spinning shot. Like to the couple was like, he was like spinning her around in the, what? So then I, then I was like, Oh, I'm pretty good. Yeah. This film thing. And I got my stuff back from Stephanie's where she was literally telling us what to do. I was like, what? got this and then I went home and shot my own rolls of film and I was like oh no actually you're not actually very good at this at all but I was I was so I still am so enamored with film there's just something magical about it and it might just be that we all are so used to this immediate mm -hmm. gratification gratification that this kind of delay and this um mystery there's a mystery and yeah so when you open I don't know oh my goodness here it is and did I even get that shot and and I did the same thing, though. I, I do want to say my first roles were amazing. I was like, these are perfect. I can see how people can be a film shooter. And then I messed up a whole bunch. Yeah. You know, so it's not because I kind of got lazy or I just, you know, I think, oh, it's so forgiving and it's it's easy to do. But you just also just get to know it better. And you, I don't know. I just think even the even the roles that were horrible were just still magical because I, I learned so much from them. Yeah. You know, it's, oh, what did I do here? And. This is where it helps to have, like, a community of film shooters that say, oh, yeah, it looks like you were doing this. Or with this film stock, I would do that. So So when you are shooting, are you keeping a journal of, you know, your shots and what your settings are and, you know, for each shot or exposure that you're taking? No. (laughs) (laughs) You rebel, you. Do you, no. Oh, please. A lot of people have these little notebooks. You can buy them from all the film stores. I do not know. I can't do it. I sometimes will write down, um, again, like on the back of the camera, I'm going to push this two stops or whatever. And then I will I will try to fill out the um, order form or just write something down if there's something weird. Like, 
there are silhouettes on this roll. Don't try to expose for the subject or, you know, so, um, or don't try to scan for the subject because sometimes people are like, you underexposed this. Did you need some help on backlighting? I'm like, no, it was on purpose. <laughs> I meant to do that. Oh, I remember there was like a film where you did like light leaks and stuff and they were like, so you have to do this. And Kim was like, I meant to do all of those things. Those were intentional. So now, um, so now I always just write when I did something funny. Like, it's okay for these to be moody. <laughs> I scan for the, or I, I metered for the highlights. Don't yeah. worry. This was yeah. on purpose. And it, it does help. So. I don't always get the feedback also, yeah. Um, but I still write notes to the lab and say, I know what I was doing here. Just keep, just keep it the way I have it kind of a thing. So oh, that's interesting. But that, so I don't, I don't, I said I'm impatient. I don't often keep a roll in my camera for too long. So I usually yeah. know in my head what's on that roll. Too long. She means like the next day. She's sending in the entire roll. Come well, on. I'm so I shot two. Well, I, I shot one roll completely, and then I shot. Um, I finished up that roll that I was talking about, and so Richards, Richards is here today, and so literally, I'm gonna get my scans tomorrow, which is you'd think I'd be super excited about, but I'm. Terrifying. Real He's nervous terrifying. about it. Yeah. I'm like He's biting those fingernails over here. I'm like, I don't know if I want them back tomorrow. Anything that looks bad, just say those were the ones that Cammy took. Yeah, just think, <laughs> just think that since they're here, you can go and talk to them and like understand or get feedback, you know. That's true. That's a good point. That's true. Well that's I mean the the roles that I was looking at with Stephanie this morning were roles I took in September. Oh. And so I was saying like, should I have shot this differently? Or and she said, no, it looks like that's how you should shoot it because this is the way you like it. And she likes much more light and airy style, and I like the moodier contrast. So it was just interesting, you know. Even it doesn't matter when you shoot it, you want to look back at your old stuff and say, how did I do that? How did I rate that role? How did I expose that role? And see, now you need a journal. Yes. So <laughs> I, I'll tell you what I do. I'll, I'll tell you what I do. I always take a screenshot of my or just a phone picture of my um order form so i, I do that too notes from the lab or okay. that i gave to the lab on that roll so sometimes i look back at that and say oh i pushed this two stops or also in lightroom when i bring my film scans into lightroom i write all of the information on it i say what film stock what i rated it at what i oh how I that's it. brilliant so, which is also super nice because then i can say what does Portrait 800 look like at 200, and then I put in portrait at 200 or 800 at 200. So you just keyword them. Yes, and oh. then I look it up and say, oh, here's all of that. Oh wow! And and then I can get examples of that really easily. Kimmy, that's, that's so smart. It's really smart. Wow. Lightroom is. I'm blown do. away right here. <laughs> it's really, I'm really smart. You guys. <laughs> this is how we had you on today. <laughs> so I remember to do that, but no, I think that's the easiest way because otherwise right. you can't. You don't have no idea. You have no idea. No and idea. You just say, what even stock was this? You can't remember. And certain labs, I won't name their names because they're really good labs, do not write on the folders when they send you your scans what film stock it was. Oh. At all. So you That's the only reason I know is because my film scans have come back with the name of the film. Yes. So I'm like, okay. Like, I still have no idea what I rated it at, but I at least know what film stock right. it but was. If you, if you push it a stop or two in development. Which I've I never done. That, that doesn't make sense to most of the people on here, but um, if you do that, that's pushing exposure. Yes, yeah, so you down, leave right. it in the scanner, and it makes um, it's not the exposure actually. It's contrast, right? It's contrast. Oh, yeah. So that it kind of it gives the appearance of fixing exposure yeah. if you've underexposed because it makes your highlights brighter, and because underexposure just makes everything flat. Yeah. So yeah. Adding contrast makes it look like you exposed. Okay. They will write that. The fine lab will write. Portra 400 plus two. Oh, yeah. So they won't say that I rated it at 1600, but they'll say this is push two stops. And I'll yeah. say, why would I have pushed that two stops? Oh, I right. rated it under. I remember so. now. Yeah. So what is your favorite lab to develop at? I use the Find Lab. And I well, they're local them. to you, too. They, I use them because I can drop my film off after <laughs> I take my film. There's that impatience yes, again. It's amazing. I do not have to pay for postage. And yeah. they're actually moving like to the next town over, and it's going to be... 20 more minutes for me. Oh, I'm, man. I'm really upset about that. Like, How rude. I, I maybe cried a little. <laughs> she shed a so, little tear. And my, um, my niece, who is um, going to BYU right now, works at the Fine Lab. That's right. I remember yeah. that. She's yeah. a film shooter. She's a photography student. And so I have used, I'm using her as my select tech, and she already knows my work. Oh, yeah. awesome. So, um, so when I send her my stuff, she just makes it look like me. 
Yeah. <laughs> and it's awesome. That's amazing. So, and and I, I asked her last time, are you doing a lot to fix these? Because I kind of want to see the auto scans. And she said, um, so she has been writing me notes, things like, I hardly did anything to these, or oh. I did have to fix these a little bit on the highlights or whatever. So it's really nice to be able to, when I want that feedback, I just add the little extra. I want feedback on this and then give her specific questions. Mm. And she'll even send me, if I ask her, send me the straight scan and then send me what you, you know, and then I'll see what you did. So it is nice to have one person always doing it. Looking at your work. Yeah, work. and a lot of labs will do that. There's a lot of labs that have that program. I know Richard's does. Yeah. Um, Indy looks at your website every time. And oh, really? Yes. Really? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yes, when I sent in my first roles to Indy, I said, this indoor role should look like this page on my website, and this outdoor role should look at look like these ones. And they made it exactly right. That's awesome. It's so, like they just be in a back room laughing, be like, ha, ha, yeah. <laughs> she has no idea what she's doing. We're going to fix these if we tried. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. No. So, um, yeah, so they there are some labs that will not do just basic straight scans. But the last um, the last several rolls I've done for my 365, I asked them to just do straight scans. It's a little cheaper. It's faster. Mm -hmm. But they don't touch it at all. And I did that just to see, like, I want to know how I'm doing. How much is my cousin or my niece fixing these? I want to just see my entire roll straight. And it still is pretty amazing. I had to do a little more work on them. But it's pretty amazing how forgiving film is and how well they turn out just immediately straight back from the lab. And since they were 365, I didn't spend too much time on making right. them look perfect. But yeah. but it's also amazing that the lab technicians can just do a few little things to fix things. And then you just have perfect pictures coming back. And we're talking about $2 per roll to have them fix them. It's not right. yeah. $2 extra. Versus how much time would you be spending right. if that was all shot on digital right. and editing? And it's not giving up any creativity. It's just exactly what, you know, what you shot, but, you know, how, how you intended to shoot it. Because you're giving the instructions and they are making it do that, you know, do the way you want it to do. So, and a lot of people scan at home. I will never. That scares me to death. Yeah. I, I bet you will. By next year, no. you'll be, yes, you I will. I don't want to get the chemicals out and start... Because, you know, part of the reason... Mark my words. <laughs> she'll be doing it next year. I might want to try. Yeah. I, I want to save time. Like, time is money here. And so yeah. I'm developing my own film and then scanning it on a, on a scanner at my house, that feels like more time. More work. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'd rather just shoot digital than... Than do that. all of that work. So, especially... I think I'd like to know... How, how to? to. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. I'd like to understand the yes. process. I, I think I, I would help. Like a photography class. Yeah. I was in a dark room. I would love to be in a dark room. I was in a dark room <laughs> once when a friend of mine, way back, like we're talking like probably like twenty years ago. Um, I a friend of mine was taking a photography class, um, like for like high school or right after high school, and um, and I was in a dark room once with her. And actually, I have um, I had shot some because I shot grew up shooting film because digital was not around then. Right. And so. <laughs> And, um, so I, everything I shot in, like, from my childhood, even up through college, and actually part of grad school was all on film, mm -hmm. and I have these shots that I took, uh, I call them, like, my first lifestyle shots, because my cousin, who's now 20, um, I, he was a baby, and my aunt is holding him, and she's just, like, hanging out with him or whatever, and so I've got his little toes and whatnot, and we, she developed those for me, like, in the dark room. Oh, wow. So I still have, like, the, you know, the prints from that, um, so I, there's a part of me that feels like I wouldn't want to do it at my house all the time either, but I really want to understand like right. how it's done. Right. Like, you know, cause you see, and I'm sure it's probably not like you see in the movies, but you know, they slide it in the developer and then the picture appears. And I, just, I, feel <laughs> yeah. like, I feel like I want to be taking pictures of the process of the pictures right. like coming up, you know, just to, just to kind yeah. of like have a better, cause I feel like I don't, it all still feels very mysterious to me. Yes, yeah. me too. And actually, they have, I know the Find Lab has a um, little workshop that you can go watch the entire process. Mm. So, and then they say that it really helps you understand even how to shoot. If you well, I feel like it end. would help yeah. so much more because I feel like I'm just like, not to be like punny, but like I'm shooting in the dark. I feel yeah. like with film, <laughs> like as much as I have, like I'm reading everything and I'm like being very intentional, I still like I don't understand exactly how it works. And I feel like I'm such a hands-on person. If I could see it, if I could right. do it, then I'm going to retain the information. Because for the life of me, 
When you're like, oh, I haven't pushed it two styles, I'm like, I know that has something to do with contrast, but I don't understand why right. you would. I've never had them do that. Like, I basically get, like, basic film scans back, and I'm just like, we'll, like, figure it out when I get it, when I get it back. Right. But, but I feel the same way. I want to see, like, when you're pushing it, what are you doing? Show me the pushing right. process. Well, like, it's, why it's would you like do that? In, in Lightroom and, you know, playing with the sliders and the dials right. and all this and that. Just it's experience. just, yeah, it's just, you're learning how, how it works. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and it is the same kind of thing as as doing your Lightroom stuff. It's really just about shooting more and more and more and kind of trusting that, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of faith involved in shooting film. Like, I hope this turns out. Let's just go for it. And so you just keep kind of saying, this is going to be fine. I'm just going to shoot this. It's going to be fine. And you learn a little bit more each time and say, oh, yeah, maybe I should have used this other film stock in this situation or um, things like that. And Oh man, there's so much more. There's so much more to learn. I, I tried bounce flash at two separate sessions and still feel like I don't have any idea, but anyway. Well, it's just like learning digital. Yes. I mean, it takes years and years to get to where you want to be. So it's just, you got to take the baby steps to Part get there. The process. Right. I feel like I am confident in film enough to do clients, which I never, this, this is my process. When I started doing this, my summer on film, I was like, only personal shooting on film. And then I said, I can see how I might want to try clients, but I'm, I'm still, I'll just do like a roll, but it's always digital, always digital for clients. And then all of a sudden it switched to, (laughs) all right, well I'll shoot my family on digital every now and then, but I am only shooting clients on film. Like that, that shift happened. I'm saying these things out loud to my husband and it went from one opposite end to the other in probably a month. Yeah, And so it really just, in that month, I got the confidence to know this is the way to go. This is, you're good enough to do this. You're still getting you on film. And I think that was what was hard for me is Mm. such a different process. I said, I don't feel like myself. I'm shooting one tenth of the amount of pictures and it doesn't, it's not the same pace. So am I getting the same quality pictures? Am I getting from my clients what I want um, on film? And that that was the hardest thing for me is learning this new pace. Think about like what's happened for you in this film process just in the last, it's been 10 months. Yeah. Yeah. Or even maybe a little bit less than that, like nine months. Yeah. So she never picked up. This is why she's so annoying. (laughs) She had never picked up a film camera. She says that with the most, I do love with the utmost love and respect. (laughs) And, and I'll be honest. She love it. Yep. (laughs) So like nine months ago, she had never touched a film camera. And now she's like, yeah, I only shoot clients on film. (laughs) NBD. No big deal. I have the same envy of a different photographer who started film at the same time as me. And I like, I utter some swears when I see her. <laughs> Every time, time you posted in that film group, I was like, son of a... Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> we all have someone, but see, I'm just going to learn from all the people. I just am gonna... Well, it is. It's about being inspired. Like, right. I see I see your work, and I see what you're able to do on film, and I'm like, all right, that's, like, I can, maybe I can, it's one day I can get to Cammy's level. Like, I'm just hoping I'll just, like, get there. I also do that to myself. Like, remember when I took those pictures at the lake? <laughs> I Those were so beautiful. Again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> She's competing with herself, yeah. everybody. <laughs> well, I feel like like that picture of my girls on the hill, that was like the pinnacle oh my of God. photography. That's <laughs> no, that's where that's where when I like saw you. Right. I that was the moment when me. I saw her and it was just like it, might it, looked, like a, it looked like a painting. I was like, how did she yeah. do that? It's like the swirl of the skirt. And I was like, who is this girl? I need to meet her. But see, I feel like that's almost when I met myself, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah you have that moment. moment. And then I feel like I've been chasing that ever since. That's how freelancing was for me. It's <laughs> yeah. like that moment. It's like, little... this is me. And you know? so I kind of got worried. Like, what if I never, what if I can never shoot that good again? What if I never get that picture again? We only get better things. I think so. But as long the, as you keep shooting, you only and you're get and you're and then you're. I mean, you wouldn't want to recreate that, right? No, I because don't. that's I don't that was that moment. But it's about finding a different kind of moment in that same yes. feel. And I do feel like I have gotten there. I feel like yeah. there are pictures I like better than that one. In fact, there are pictures in that session I like better than that one. But. It's so funny, right? So we, I had a in person workshop a couple of weeks ago at my house, just like a basic beginner. Like I feel like 
I'm qualified to just teach like the basics of photography at this point. So I was like, this is what ISO is. This is what aperture is. Mm -hmm. But, um, so I had this group of really great women and we were kind of wrapping up and we were walking, my son and my niece served as models, which in hindsight was not the best idea, but, um, we were walking through my house and someone said, what's your, what's the favorite, like your best picture that picture, like your favorite picture you've ever taken. And I'm like, uh, I had no idea. I was like, Hmm. I said, that's a really hard question to answer because there's pictures that I have taken that are not necessarily nearly as technically good as they should have been or could have been, but that pull emotion from me in a completely different way than this like technically like amazing picture that I took, you know? So I'm like, ah, geez. And there's, there's this picture, like tiny little picture on my wall and my stairwell of my son blowing a dandelion. And it was while I was trying to like get my set together for Click Pro and I was so frustrated all the time because I felt like didn't have, I'm like, I can't figure out how to shoot. And it was one of those things, like you said, where it was like, we're in our backyard. Like he agreed to take a shirt off for the picture because he was wearing some neon yellow something or other. And it was just like the most gorgeous light. And it was like every little dandelion thing was like exactly where I wanted it to be. And it was just like, and it's it, just everything. The photography was, gods were singing to It you. was very much like that. And I had this moment where I was like, this is probably the best picture I've ever taken, like technically. Right. But then there's other pictures of my kids that aren't necessarily nearly as good um, that I'm like, oh, but I really like those ones better. <laughs> so I feel like it falls into all these multiple categories. And it's hard for me to, like you're saying, like, you know, there's like, we all have, I feel like, the kind of like one or two shots that we're like, yes, we know what we're doing. Like, this is good. This is amazing. And then you're like... And everything else kind of looks a bit crappy, like right. in comparison to those things. But, but the awesome thing about that is you don't know when your next best shot right. is coming. Yeah. Because did I set out on that day to get that picture of my girls? It was really windy and horrible. And I was like, too bad. Get out there. We're taking it. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that how it yeah. usually goes? Yeah. It was just like, it was the only day they were going to be in their Easter dresses. So I was yeah. like, we're taking a picture of the Easter dresses. Get up on the hill. And I had never <laughs> even done that before. But I was just like, I feel like this is better than our porch. Let's go to this hill over here. So it, I had no idea that was coming. I didn't say today I'm going to take the best picture of my life. Yeah. And when I went to the lake with my film camera, I didn't say these pictures are going to be the most beautiful light of any picture you'll ever take. Oh my god, they're so ever. gorgeous! They're I did, so I had gorgeous. No idea. Are I those did. the ones with the traveling dress? No. Oh, okay. This is my girls. Like I freelanced some, and it's they're in the lake, really far out, and the mountains are in the background. And the, I mean, the sun. Oh, I did it on digital and film, and I have posted way too many. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just keep posting. But um, but yeah, I don't I don't say to myself I would I'm ready and you know I'm I'm ready to go out and take the best pictures of my life. It's always afterwards that you say, "Wow, everything yeah. aligned today." Yeah, these were perfect. Like these are going to be awesome. So when I do feel like that, like I'll never take another picture like that again. I'm never going to be as good as I was. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sad. Then I say, you don't know. You don't know. What's you happening. don't know. You don't. You just keep shooting. You know, and then every now and then you're like, oh, look at this picture. It's amazing. Yeah. It's not even, it wasn't me, but it was everything aligned, you know. So, um, and I, and I still, it. it's, uh, the, the film, for some reason, just feels more magical. It's, yeah. you get those back, and even if it's a mediocre shot, you're like, it's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's only me that will love it. So. Yeah. And I think, too, like, sometimes, I think with any work, you have to kind of sometimes just put it away and then come back to it. And I think I posted yeah. that not too long ago that I had shot this little film and it wasn't, wasn't the right stock. And the, like the lake where we were, everything was yellow and Brown and it was just like, Whoa. and I, I got them and I was so disappointed. I was like, I really wanted these to be good. And I was so intentional about metering and everything. And then they just looked awful. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to put them aside and be done with it. And just recently when I was trying to pull stuff together for my workshop, I was going back through and I pulled them back out again. And I was like, you know what? Like I was being a little bit too hard on myself about this. And there's actually some moments here and it wasn't like I loved every single one, but like there were, there's a few moments here that I'm really glad that I have. And I need to just go back in and try to adjust like some color stuff here to make it not so And, and it did like it worked out. And so I think there is that moment of like giving yourself some space, giving yourself some grace, removing yourself from it a little bit and trusting in your own skill and your own talent to be like, I will get 
there. Right. Wherever and, it is. And it is hard, even even when you get scans back that eventually you will love, you still are disappointed in the beginning. The yeah. first time you look at them, you go, uh, 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 I did everything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, you do, they grow on you. Yeah. Um, so it, it is hard to separate yourself as the photographer um, from the viewer, I think. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think when you show them to someone else, they immediately go, these are gorgeous. And you're going, what? No, I did this and this and this wrong. And so it is, again, it's an exercise in patience and mm-hmm. grace and letting yourself learn and also letting yourself love what happened. Like, love yeah. that moment, you know? Yeah. This was the truth, right? This yeah. is what happened. Oh, I got goosebumps. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you love Cami as much as we do, Aww. and you um, are interested in taking her course, it will be available for pre-sale. What is it? What, what day are we in? We're on the 8th. So, in about three weeks? Yeah. Two weeks? Yeah. Two weeks, it will be on pre-sale. Um, it begins March 4th, the moment of truth. And let me just tell you, it's going to be amazing. I'm taking Aww. it. Oh. <laughs> I'm taking them all because I have to proofread them. But I'm yeah, paying to take true. it. I'm, I'm jumping in that course. So I think it will be amazing. And, and is there a mentor live run? There's a mentor live run. And so you can ask me all your film questions. All the questions. That aren't in there, you know. And then I'll go ask somebody who knows. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let her fool you. Yeah, she, she has, has the answers. She has the so. answers. So I awesome. usually have an answer. Well, <laughs> either way. <laughs> Well, All right. thanks, Cammie, for joining us today. And um, to recap what we first spoke about earlier, about finding your tribe, your partner, your photographer, love language, you know, get together in real life. I know it's fun, you know, dropping in and talking to people on Instagram or, you know, social media, but getting together with your people makes a world of difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, this weekend has been so incredible and just being with people who seriously speak your language has just been very fulfilling and rewarding. Absolutely. So find your tribe. Find your tribe. Find your peoples. Find your peoples. <laughs> All right, All right everybody. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye, friends. Hey, storytellers. Our academy is officially open for enrollment. Yay! Check out the amazing courses we have to offer, available in 2019. And as an extra bonus for being such supportive listeners, you can receive 10% off your course or membership enrollment by using the discount code HSAcademy10 at checkout. Can't wait to see your story unfold, friends.